Hello, I'm Pastor Keith Babb III, and I want to thank you so much for tuning into the podcast of the Way Church of Tampa Bay. Our desire is that as a result of the word, that you no longer settle with simply coming to church, but you become the church. I pray that you enjoy this broadcast and that it challenges you, that it convicts you, and that it changes you. Thank you again, and let's enter into today's message. Hallelujah. I believe our hearts are now postured for the word. So grateful for Pastor Cole and standing in the gap for me. Um, I believe all that is taking place thus far will make sense when we get into God's word. Somebody say amen. I want us to go to Isaiah chapter 26. I want us to look at verse number 20. We're reading from the New King James Version of the Bible. MIT Kim talked about it. How can we be unshakable in such chaotic times? And I believe God's going to give us a word on how we do that. Isaiah chapter 26, verse 20. The Bible says, come, my people, into your chambers and shut your doors behind you. Hide yourself. Somebody say hide yourself. As it were for a little moment until the indignation is past. Come, my people, God is speaking to us. Into your chamber, shut your doors behind you. Hide yourself, as it were, for a little moment until the indignation is past. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. I want to minister from this subject this morning, protected by peace. Somebody say protected by peace. Mm, I believe what Pastor Cole said was so in the spirit this morning. I need us to understand this, that just as God's kingdom has an agenda, so does hell. Did y'all hear what I just said? Just as God's kingdom has an agenda, so does hell. I believe hell had an agenda this morning. I believe hell had an agenda as this new year started. I believe hell had an agenda even of what Pastor Cole talked about concerning his own family and his home. Somebody say hell has an agenda. And And the one agenda of hell is that the trouble of this world torments you. That, that, that's one agenda of hell. He all, hell wants to cause the trouble of this world to torment you. And this is why even Job declared this in the beginning portion of Job 19.2. His response to trouble he endured, he said, how long will you torment my soul? Many times we go through trouble after trouble and we wonder why. How long will this trouble torment our soul? And just as trouble tormented Job's soul, hell's intent is to use the troubles of this world to torment our souls as well. The enemy's desire is that the troubles of this world, notice this, is to cause us to be downcast. He wants the troubles that we endure in life to cause us to be downcast. Hell wants to cause the troubles of this world to cause us to be depressed. And hell wants to use the troubles of this world to cause us to be defeated. Somebody say tormented. Yet when hell attempts to attack us with the troubles of life, it is critical for us to have a hedge. Ah, Pastor Cole did not even know what I was preaching this morning, but it's critical when hell begins to attack areas in our life. Somebody say, I need a hedge. 
Uh, so, so we need this level of protection in our life. Uh, somebody may be saying, what do I mean? Throughout scripture, we find this word hedge. And even the enemy speaks of a hedge around Job when speaking to the Lord in Job 1.10. Have you not made a hedge around him, around his household? Thank God that God had made a hedge around Pastor Cole's household and around all that he has on every side. In other words, even the enemy knew that whenever there was a hedge around the believers, the attacks of hell were ineffective. Did y'all catch what I just said? It does not matter what hell has attended for my life as long as I have. Somebody say I need a hedge. Hell has no power in your life when you have a hedge. Hell cannot penetrate your life when you have a hedge. And hell cannot cause problems in your life when you have a hedge. I don't know who's watching online, but you need to put that in the comment box that you need a hedge. And this is why the old saints would pray for a hedge of protection. I love, I love the old church. I love the saints of old. They would pray for a hedge of protection. Uh, because even, watch this, when all hell is breaking loose, it does not matter when you have a hedge. I don't care what the news looks like. I don't care what they're telling me in the newspaper. I don't care what kind of issues you bring in my life. It, hell can be breaking loose, but as long as I have a hedge, it does not matter. Ooh, that's good news to me. We need a hedge in this season. We need a hedge. Uh, so in order to be unshakable during times like this, and in order for troubles of this world to not trouble us, we need a hedge. So the critical question we got to ask ourselves is, how do we prepare a hedge of protection around our lives? One way in which we do so is through the peace of God. Somebody say the peace of God. Somebody may be saying, how do I know? Philippians 4 and 7 says this concerning the peace of God, that it will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. In other words, the peace of God serves as the protection of God. If I really want to be protected in this season, somebody say I need God's peace. His peace serves as a hedge. While people are losing their minds because companies are shutting down, I have the peace of God that protects me. When people are losing their minds because they say that there's another variant on the loose, ah, I'm protected because I have, somebody say the peace of God. Ah, so if I want this hedge, I, I need the peace of God. Therefore, as believers in times in which we need the protection of God, it will require that we take hold of the peace of God to serve as our hedge. And I need us to know it's important to note that peace is not promised to you. Mm, Y'all don't like that. Peace is not something that just because I'm a believer that I'm going to automatically have peace in my life. Because I know some folk that are believers that still don't have peace in their lives. So it's not promised, but somebody say it has to be pursued. The only way that peace is going to reside in my residence is if I pursue peace. And the reason that many believers do not have peace in their lives is because they don't know how to pursue it. Uh, so I'm going to give us some wisdom this morning in regards to how we pursue this peace so that we might have protection in this season. Uh, this peace must be pursued. Psalm 34, 14 admonishes us to seek peace and pursue it. Romans 4, 14, 19 admonishes us to pursue things which make for peace. And 2 Timothy chapter 2, 22 admonishes us to pursue righteousness, faith, love, and somebody shout peace. 
That means if we desire to have a hedge around us in this season, then we need instructions on how to pursue the Lord's peace. And I believe we find these instructions necessary for our protection in this season in our foundational text. Hell had an agenda for God's people in Isaiah 26, but the Lord gave them instructions so that their heart might be settled. I, I want to make sure as we as believers, especially those at the Way Church, that despite what hell wants to do in our life, that our hearts might be settled. Yeah. Ah, and you know, you got too many believers running around with chick, like chickens with their head cut off. My, our hearts should be settled in every season because of the God we serve. Y'all staying with me? So I, I, I want to have this level of settling in my heart, this settling peace in any season that we encounter. And we can be protected, watch this, by the peace of God if we pursue it. Hell has an agenda to use this pandemic and the problems of this season to torment us. But we have access to a hedge. Oh, that's good news that our hearts might be settled. Uh, so here's what I want to do. I want us to examine this text so we can gain wisdom about how to be protected by the Lord's peace. Here's the first thing I want us to see in our text. Notice what the Bible says. Come, my people, and enter your chambers. The impact of the attacks of the enemy on the believer are many times determined by our atmosphere. The impact of the attacks of the enemy on our lives is many times determined by the atmosphere we're in. And I'm going to make, make, make that make sense. So it, even more, our access to the peace of God requires a certain atmosphere. This is why praise and worship is so critical. I don't know if y'all, yeah, sometimes we take this thing passively, but many times God's peace requires, somebody say, an atmosphere. God's peace ain't going to come in anywhere, so it needs an atmosphere. This is why when you have two um, consenting adults, two married couples that love to argue and bicker, God's peace won't rest on that house because it needs, somebody say, an atmosphere. Uh, so, so the first thing I need y'all to understand is that we have to be able to prepare a, a sanctuary. Somebody say the sanctuary you prepare. Uh, because in times of trouble, you should be able to find peace in a place of refuge. And this is why the Lord's response to his people in a time of trouble was this. Come my people and enter, somebody say, your chambers. Uh, in other words, there was a place of peace that was personal for these believers. This place was personal. So the critical question you got to ask yourselves is in times of trouble, where can you go to find peace? Uh, in times of trouble, where is your sanctuary? I'm not talking about 129 North Asta Avenue. I'm, I'm talking about where is your personal sanctuary? And many folk watch this. The only sanctuary that they feel that they have is their church. And somebody say the devil is alive. Because watch this, the doors of the church are not always open. I know we like to say that, but I've got to create a place, watch this, that is always open to the peace of God. So I've got to create, somebody say, my personal sanctuary. Oh, I need a personal sanctuary. And watch this, it's important to note that if God ain't with you in that place, then that peace won't be there as well. Because watch this, sanctuaries are places where we go to meet God. So, so here's what I'm trying to say. I know that Pastor Keith likes to fish. I like to fish. I like to do that. Now, I may say that that's my personal sanctuary, but if I don't go there to meet God, I won't find peace there either. And a lot of folks say, I got to get out the house. I got to find somewhere to go because there's no peace here. But if you're not going somewhere else to meet God, your peace won't be there as well. 
And many folk try to think, I got this place of peace. But are you going there to meet God? Oh, watch this. This is why David said this in Psalm 63, too. I, I believe I have it on our screen. Notice this. He says, so I have looked for you in the sanctuary. You, if you going somewhere for peace, somebody say, you better look for God. Sanctuary, the sanctuary is where you go to look for God. Now, watch this. Not where you go to clear your mind. Not where you go to cut people off. But watch this. But where you go, where you can confide with God. You've got to have a personal place. Watch this. Y'all may not like this. My wife watching right now, so she's going to attest to this. There's some times where I get on her nerves and she got to go somewhere to confide with God. There's some times where she getting on my nerves and I got to go find a place. Watch this. Not to clear my mind, not to cut her off, but to go confide with God. So we've got to find our own personal place in our lives. Watch this where you can go confide with God. Because you'll never find peace there, watch this, if God ain't there with you. Somebody say, I need a personal sanctuary. Oh, I need a personal sanctuary. This is why the old saints used to have a prayer closet. My grandma still got a prayer closet because it was their sanctuary. Y'all didn't know that was their sanctuary, y'all. A place to seek the Lord. Watch this, it doesn't have to be your closet, but you need a sanctuary. Y'all, because some of y'all ain't got closets. I know that. Y'all got clothes everywhere, but y'all really do got a closet, but you got clothes everywhere. That's, somebody say, that's Pastor Keith's house. That's my house. I got to put up some clothes. My wife told me to put up, put up some shirts. I'm going to put them up after church. Listen, it can be your car. It can be your couch. But watch this. In times of trouble, you need to be able to prepare a personal sanctuary. So here's a word of wisdom. Your prepared sanctuary, watch this, has nothing to do with a physical location, but it has all to do with a specific, watch this, atmosphere. It's not the location, but it's the atmosphere you set in that location. Because the location might not always be available, but I need to be able to take the atmosphere. Somebody say, with me. And if I take the atmosphere with me, watch this, God will find me. Oh, that's good news, y'all. Uh, it's an atmosphere. Uh, notice this. Throughout the Bible, there were men who would prepare altars when they needed the Lord. No matter where they were, they would create an altar. Somebody say they brought their own atmosphere. You see this in Genesis 12 and 7. You see this in Exodus 32 and 5. You see this in Joshua 8 and 30. In other words, their access to the Lord was dependent upon where they built their altar. What am I trying to say? You have to be able to prepare a sanctuary whenever and wherever you need the Lord. Did y'all hear what I just said? I should be able in any moment be able to prepare my own, watch this, sanctuary. I got to build an altar whenever I need him. Because watch this. Trouble is not confined to a physical location. Trouble knows how to find y'all. And I said this on last week. So if trouble knows how to find me, I've got to be able to prepare a sanctuary in my time of trouble. It's not going to always show up in the most convenient places. Trouble don't act like that. You can be on vacation and somebody say, I get bad news. Oh, you can be watches celebrating your anniversary and get some bad news. And I've got to be able to watch this, create a sanctuary. Somebody say right there. there. It's all about the atmosphere. You have to be able to pause and pray when you want to cuss somebody out. Somebody say prepare a sanctuary. 
You, you've got to be able to pause and pray when you get that call with bad news. Somebody say, prepare a sanctuary. You've got to be able to watch this. I know y'all may not like this, but you've got to be able to pause and pray when you catch them cheating. Somebody say, prepare a sanctuary. This is why you got too many murder-suicides. Because folk don't know how to prepare. Somebody say, a sanctuary. Trouble going to find you. So you better go find you. Somebody say, a sanctuary. Ooh. Because trouble is not confined to a specific location. So neither can be your sanctuary. You need to be able to create an atmosphere to seek the Lord wherever and whenever it's necessary. So that, in other words, we've got to be seasoned enough in our walk with God where we can create an atmosphere. Somebody say anywhere. That's critical, y'all. This is why Pastor Cole says, don't let me work so hard. Don't let Brian work so hard. Don't let Lady Serena work so hard when we're in worship. Because really what we're trying to do is not anything, not anything for you, but what we're trying to get you to do is to create your own sanctuary. That's good. That's good. And if I create my own sanctuary, somebody say God shows up. That's why a lot of churches like to say God is in this place. But really what the worship leader is trying to do is trying to get you to create your own sanctuary so that God might reside. Somebody say with me. me. I've got to create my own sanctuary. Trouble ain't confined to no location. I want to get so seasoned no matter where I find myself at, no matter what kind of call I get. Listen, y'all, it was so much stuff that happened today. I was praying for Sam because something was going on with his uh, his car. We, we we had a lot of, as soon as they said, come on up, Pastor Keith, my batteries and my mic was out. It's like, Lord, what's going on? But I've got to be so seasoned in my walk that it does not matter. The issues of life but I can create a sanctuary and watch this. God will show up. Listen, it's, I know that God showed up because as soon as Pastor Cole moved, I said, look at God. Somebody say, look at God. So the first thing I need us to understand is that if we want to be protected by peace in this season, we gotta, it's, it's going to be dependent upon the sanctuary that we prepare. Now, let's look at the next portion of our text. The Bible says, shut your doors behind you. Y'all going to get mad at me on this one. But notice this. The peace of God is intended to protect you, and you are intended to protect your peace. Somebody say, you got to protect your peace. So if God's going to give me peace, I've got to protect it when I get it. And, and the problem with a lot of believers is y'all don't know how to protect your own peace. That means when you create a place of peace, you need to safeguard that peace. So hear this, if I'm going to be protected in this season, it's going gonna, it's gonna to rely on the safeguards that I put in place. The, these safeguards. This is why the Lord instructed the children of Israel with these words. Shut your doors behind you. Because why is this significant? Because when you create an atmosphere for your peace, you can't allow everyone to access your atmosphere. Did y'all hear what I just said? I don't care if it's my wife. She watching. She going to say, stop putting me in your sermons. <laughs> but hear this. If she's, the, if she's the root, I'm not saying that she's the root, and I'm not saying that she is right now. But if she's the root of my trouble, and I'm trying to, and I know she hasn't cooled down yet, and I've created my own atmosphere of peace, I'll be a fool to try to go and, and try to work things out with her when she's not in a position to work them things out. So my peace will be disrupted. Do y'all hear what I said? And a lot of, and I'm so quick because I want to make sure that the trouble is over so quick. But if my wife is not in a position, somebody say I'm going to cause myself my, some more trouble. Right. 
So once I create this atmosphere, watch this, everybody shouldn't have access to that atmosphere. Y'all staying with me? Somebody say safeguards. Uh, because watch this. In other words, in order to be protected by peace, it will be dependent upon the safeguards you put in place. So hear this. That means during seasons of trouble, there are calls you don't need to answer. Do y'all hear what I just said? There are some conversations that you don't need to have. And there are some connections, watch this, that you do not need to make. Because hear this. If we can be honest there are some calls, some conversations, and some connections that can rob us of our peace rather than allowing us to rest in peace. Y'all know that? It's some folk, you be like, ooh, I, I don't even want to see they text. Oh, not, I ain't talking about talk, I'm talking about text. Okay, see y'all, and as soon as I, I'm like, Lord, this is not the one I want. Consider, watch this, and I, I ain't saying nothing because it, this Bible, somebody say this Bible. Watch this, the Bible says confidence in an unfaithful man in times of trouble is like a bad tooth and a foot out of joint. That means the wrong person that comes around you in a time of trouble, somebody say, I know what a bad tooth feels like. Oh, I know I had to get some wisdom teeth taken out, taken out a few years ago. I know what that feels like. God, watch this, a God equates that to some calls that we receive in times of trouble. Conversations and connections. Oh, someone say, I got a safeguard. The wrong call, the wrong conversation, and the wrong connection in times of trouble will cause you a world of trouble. This may sound mean, but hear this. Your refuge has to mean more to you than the relationship. That going to sound real mean. But your refuge has to mean more to you than the relationship. Stay with me. I'm going to tell y'all why this is significant. Uh, Because many believers will take a call from someone that they know will rob them of their peace for the sake of their feelings. Somebody say relationship. And listen, you will never be able to sever or hold on to that relationship if you ain't got a level of peace. So we, I'm, I don't care about your feelings. Somebody say, I care about my peace. Okay, I'm, and if they don't like that, say, Pastor Keith told you to do that. <laughs> your peace matters more than the relationship. And hear this, if they really value your relationship with them, they will be there after you secure your peace. That's how you know, that's, that's a real relationship. I, I said this when I talked about in this sermon series um, about the power of reconciliation. Uh, the Bible talks about Paul and um, Barnabas having a contention so bad that they separated for a certain period of time. But somebody say they got back together. Because, if, because Barnabas and Paul really valued the relationship. So they valued the relationship so much that they will still be there after each other secured their own level of peace. And so if folk don't come back into my life after I get my life together, tell your neighbor they did not really belong there. They ain't really belong there, so it's okay. Watch this. It's okay to put your phone on do not disturb in certain seasons because the enemy will use people to disturb your peace. Did y'all hear what I just said? We, we don't like... I can, you know what? I done had folk get mad at me because I ain't pick up the phone, that I ain't calling them back. I know you saw me calling you. No, I just did not want you to disturb my peace. Because the enemy will even use those closest to you. Somebody say to disturb your peace. I got to safeguard myself from your behind. 
I ain't talking about you, but I'm not talking about the agenda that hell is trying to do through you. So therefore, if you want the peace of God and you want the peace to protect you, you got to ask yourself, what safeguards do I have in place to protect my peace? Watch this. Do I provide limited access to my atmosphere of peace? That's a critical question, y'all. When, when I'm dealing, when, especially when there's seasons, somebody say of trouble. I ain't just talking about any kind of season, but I'm talking about when you know you're going through. There's only certain folk that I need to have access to me because I know some folk, the enemy will easily use them to rob me of my peace. I got safeguards. Somebody tell you, neighbor, put some safeguards up. And I, and I want you to know something. This is why this ain't just Pastor Keith. It's important to note that even Jesus protected his peace. During the most troubling time of his ministry in the Garden of Gethsemane, when he sought the peace of God, this was before Jesus was about to be um, um, crucified. He only took his disciples with him and watch this. Even they had limited access to him. Consider this in our text. I believe I have it up on the screen. Notice what the Bible says. When he came to that place, somebody say his place of peace. He said to them, this is his disciples, I pray that you may not enter into temptation. And then verse 41 says this, and he was withdrawn for them. So I'm going to say limited access. Limited About access. a stone throw away and knelt down and prayed. Even Jesus knew he had sense enough. These are my disciples, but the devil can still use you. Uh, so let, let, let me help somebody. Watch this. Limiting your access does not mean you don't like people. It means that you love your peace. I need y'all to hear this. It don't mean, don't, don't let nobody guilt trip you into saying, you don't like me no more. I thought we was friends. No, I like you, but I love my peace. I hope y'all, I hope this helping somebody. Uh, I love my peace. Everyone does not need access to your atmosphere of peace. Oh, and here's a good litmus test. I'm going to give y'all a litmus test for who you should not give access to. If they don't and can't add to your peace, then they don't need access to your atmosphere of peace. That, listen, I ain't, I'm, I'm not here to counsel in this season. I'm here to keep my peace. I'm not here to pray for you in this season. Somebody say, I need my peace. If you're going to drain me, and, that's, and I know that's what you're coming for, you're not adding to my peace. You're not doing anything to be another level or conduit of peace. Somebody say, don't give them access. And listen, y'all ain't even got it. Y'all know folk like this. Y'all can look down y'all contacts right now and know them folk that's always calling you and pulling you on something. And when in your times of trouble, they don't even, watch this, the folk that don't even say, how you doing? When you pick up the phone, you know they, they, they somebody say, they, cut them off. Cut them off. Create a list based on that criteria. And that will help you limit your access to your place of peace. Because if we want to be protected by the peace of God in this season, and we don't want trouble to trouble us, then we've got to put safeguards in place around our peace. Listen, I'm almost done. The last portion of our text says, hide yourself. Somebody say, hide yourself. I mentioned this uh, um, earlier, but it bears repeating. You will never have peace void of the presence of God. You've, you've got to have the presence of God. Therefore, during seasons of trouble, you have to fervently and faithfully seek his face. Uh, we've got to seek his face. So in seasons of peace, and when I mean fervently and faithfully, that don't mean I just seek his face to get peace. But if I want to keep peace, I got to keep on seeking his face. 
Y'all, y'all hear what I'm saying? Uh, so, so I've got to make sure that I'm doing that. Because watch this. This is why God's final instruction in verse 20 of our foundational text says, hide yourself. Because the Lord is our comfort in the midst of chaos. He has to be. Notice what Psalm 27.5 declares. I believe I have it on our screen. For in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret place of his tabernacle, he shall hide me. He shall set me high upon a rock. In other words, what am I trying to say? The Lord hides us from trouble when we hide in him. Did y'all hear what I just said? The only way that God is going to protect me from what's going on around me is if I first find myself hiding in him. Somebody say, seek his face. So, so in other words, this last portion is, it's the soulless or the comfort that you pursue. Because, uh, listen, everybody doesn't pursue comfort in times of trouble from God. We know how to pursue comfort in everything else, but not in God. Y'all know it's this drink. I, I'm just saying it because I know about it. This drink called Southern Comfort. <laughs> see, see, y'all, see, somebody should know about it. Listen, I'm talking about before I was a pastor. You know how to find comfort in everything other than God. And somebody say it's fleeting. It, it is. It's fleeting. Uh, therefore, if we desire to be um, protected by the peace of God, then we must ensure that our comfort is only in him. That means what do you do to comfort your soul in times of trouble? And I said there's many to include believers drink to find comfort. We disconnect from reality to find comfort. And even watch this. Yeah, some folk find committing evil deeds against other folk um, in seasons of trouble to cause them to have another level of comfort. Y'all know when I, what I'm trying to say um, when they say misery loves company. So here's what they really try to do. They want to get, they want to talk about everything that's going on in your life and stir up drama in your life to make them feel better about their life. Somebody say comfort. Ah, that's, that, that, that's what they do. They do that to find a level of comfort. But the reality is, is that comfort that is not found in Christ will always be short-lived. That buzz will come down. At some point, reality will hit you in the face. And those demonic deeds will catch up with you. His presence has to be a priority so that your peace, watch this, will be permanent. If you want your peace to be permanent, I know you like that drink. I know you like doing that. I know you think you can just check out for a little bit and that everything going to be all right. You know, folk check out and then somebody say them bills going to still be there. That, 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 that raggedy marriage, somebody say still going to be there. That job and all those responsibilities still going to be there. So I need some peace. Somebody say that's going to be permanent. So God, the, the thing is, we've got to hide in God so God can hide us. In other words, that does not mean that trouble is not present, but his presence, but watch this, becomes our focus. Did y'all hear what I just said? This doesn't mean that troubles are not present in our lives, but his presence has to become our focus. I want to take my eyes off the trouble and put my eyes on him. And when I put my eyes on him, listen, my troubles now come into perspective. Ooh, that's good news to me, y'all, uh, that, 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 that I've got to find solace in him. Notice this. This is why even the beginning um, portion of, verse of, uh, of Isaiah 26 and verse two, 3 says this. You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you. 
Uh, we, we will find perpetual peace when our attention is not our problems, but our protector. And I said this before, it's good to know that we serve a God that has already defeated our troubles. And we get our mind off of our, the one who has defeated our troubles and we focus all of our attention back on our troubles. And you wonder why you don't have a level of protection in times of trouble. Somebody say, my focus is off. God says, keep your eyes on me and I'll keep you, watch this, in perfect peace. Because when I keep my eyes on him, I know what God is doing in this season. Ooh, that's good news. Therefore, you got to ask yourself during seasons of trouble, am I seeking the Lord for comfort? Am I fervently and faithfully seeking his face? Because watch this, when you fail to seek the Lord for your comfort in times of trouble, peace will always fail you. The reason why peace fails a lot of folk is because they stop seeking his face. I've got to always seek his face. This, especially in seasons of trouble is really when I really should be seeking his face even the more. Even the more. When, all, when folk are going crazy, no, I'm going to seek his face. When folk are losing their mind, no, I'm going to seek his face because I want to keep my eyes on the one who can keep me in perfect peace. So and this is why if we desire for God's peace to protect us in the midst of trouble, we must in, be sure of the solace or the comfort that we pursue. I'm done, y'all. Despite the attacks from hell, despite the hell's agenda for the troubles of this world and the life of a believer, we can have a hedge. Somebody say, I can have a hedge. That's, that's good news. God gives us access to this protection from the troubles of life. And one means of God's protection is his peace. The one thing y'all got to have in this season is God's peace, y'all. And void of God's peace, you will, life will be, always be problematic for the believer. Did y'all hear what I just said? If you don't have God's peace, you're going to always be up and down. You're going to always have problems. Those problems are going to be overwhelming without God's peace. This is why we must pursue God's peace, especially in seasons of trouble. This hedge, God's going to create a hedge. You can, you can pray for the hedge, but somebody say, I also got to pursue it. Uh, this is the sanctuary that we prepare and we can prepare. Somebody say anywhere. Amen. The safeguards we put in place and that means you got to put some people out. Say put some people out. And the solace that you pursue. Somebody say put that southern comfort down. But, but I believe even greater than the Lord's protection during seasons of trouble. He reveals this promise to believers in the latter portion of our foundational text. The Bible says as it were for a little moment until the indignation is passed. In other words, every suffering, somebody say trouble, that we encounter in this world is passing. We've got to know that every trouble that we encounter is passing. So here's what I want to be able to do pass through trouble God, God says stay in this place until it's passed and God says I'll give you a level of protection while it's passing that you can pass through trouble a lot of folk die in the midst of trouble but I want to be as a believer we need to be as believers somebody say that we can pass through trouble let us stand to our feet God will be faithful to keep us if we can be faithful to pursue his peace. Lord, I pray, God, that you put a hedge of protection around your people. God, we're praying for that hedge in this season, but God, we're also pursuing it. 
God, I thank you, God, for all of these believers. I thank you, God, for all that even what's going on in this world. God, you have yet given us a hedge. And God, let us pursue this hedge. God, with all faithfulness and all fervency, God. God, I pray, God, that we can prepare a sanctuary. God, as the old saints, God, used to have their prayer closet, God, help us take our closet, God, wherever we needed to go. God, because that call can come at any time, anywhere, and God, we need to be able to prepare our sanctuary right there. God, trouble is not confined to a specific location, but God, your presence requires a specific atmosphere. Help us, God, to be able to be seasoned enough as believers to create a sanctuary wherever we need you. And God, I pray, God, that as we prepare that sanctuary, God, let us safeguard that sanctuary. God, even even in the natural, God, we got ushers, we got security, we got all kind of things. We got alarm systems in churches today, God. Let the people of God know, God, that they got to have all that for their spiritual sanctuary. God, help us to put safeguards around it. God, if even Peter can be used by the enemy, our mama can too. Our wife can too. Our husband can. Our best friend can too. So God, sometimes in seasons of trouble, we got to put our phone on do not disturb. So God, that people won't disturb our peace. God, we'll be more committed to protecting our peace. God, it doesn't mean that we don't like people but it means that we love our peace. And God, we won't feel guilty about that because God, we need your peace in times of trouble. And God, I pray God for your people now that we find comfort only in you. God, I know we used to find it in somebody else's bedroom, but God, the devil is a lie. God, I know God, we used to find it in that bottle. God, but the devil is a lie. God, we know, God, that even though we may have felt some level of comfort, it was short-lived. God, we need permanent peace in this season. So let us pursue you. Let our focus and our eyes be kept on you, that we might be kept in perfect peace. We love you and adore you, God. Cause us now to know, God, that even the troubles of this season, this trouble of this world is passing. So help us pass through trouble, God, we pray. We love you and adore you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. And every believer, give God a hand clap of praise. <laughs> Hallelujah. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Thank y'all so much for watching this morning. I'm going to let Pastor Cole take us further in the service. I believe the enemy was had an agenda this morning. But somebody say, heaven's agenda reigned. I believe heaven's agenda reigned. So I love y'all. I adore y'all. And I pray you got something out of this word this morning. Amen. Let us receive Pastor Cole. I'm confident that you didn't stumble upon this podcast by accident because God is sovereign. And whenever our sovereign God sends us a message for a reason, he wants us to respond. My prayer is that you respond by allowing the word to be planted in you so that it produces God's will for your life. Until next time, strive to not simply come to church, but to become the church.